0: Coming live from Edmonton, Canada, is our guest tonight. Welcome to this edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you are watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Dwight Heck, founder of Give a Heck, financial, and we'll be talking to him about how to live life on purpose and not by accident. Welcome to the show, Dwight.
1: Thank you so much. appreciate you having me on.
0: Great, great. It's it's an honor to have you on the show, Dwight. So tell us, you talk about, you know, give a heck, uh, you know, and what do you mean by give a heck? Give a heck to what?
1: Well, give a heck was something that... Uh, culminated and became a reality as a brand for me in during the pandemic, actually, 2000. My last name is Legally Heck, has been my whole yes. life. And, you know, we were beating around with uh, some ideas of people in a mastermind that I belong to. And one of the guys that I really appreciate come back to me and said, well, you know, what about uh, what the heck or give a heck? Well, then we started... Doing some research and he got back to me actually. He actually looked up the domains and said, Well, you can't get this one, but you can get that one. So I kind of thought, Well, you know what? In life, everybody struggles. They live on a hamster wheel. They don't really know or have a sense of direction or purpose or what they want to do to accomplish in life. And part of it is because they don't really get trained on how to give a heck about their life. It starts all the way back in in preschool, right? They don't really teach people how to understand well how do you goal set how do you put down things about what you want and once you got it on paper what are the steps to accomplish what you want who do you need to talk to who do you need to associate with and better yet how do you need to act or what questions did you ask to get the results that you're looking for they don't give you any of the steps in life so people go through school they learn pattern behavior from their parents and their friends and their families. And they become young adults and they jump on the hamster wheel of life and they go to work, go home, get paid. And in many cases, they follow the same patterns of their family, friends, those they associate with. And they live a life of mediocrity. They live in quiet desperation. They can't necessarily pay their bills. They don't know how to save for their retirement. They just li- literally live to get up, go to work, and they live for the weekends. And when the weekends arrive, many people, because they're sad or depressed or anxious about their lives, they get, they fall into addictions, right? And people around them have a blind eye to it because they're probably going to the same things. Nobody taught them how to give a heck. So we figured that would be the, a good tag, along with the fact that it is my last name. Like, you know what? Do you give a heck? Has anybody ever helped you learn how to give a heck? Have you ever f- got frustrated and tired of living on the, in the hamster wheel of life and going to bed in the morning or me at night in quiet desperation and getting up in the morning in quiet desperation, wearing a mask? So I figured some of the things that I've been coaching and working on for the last 20 years in my uh, financial business could be tools and strategies and processes that people could follow so that they for once could have some faith in themselves, some hope that there's a better tomorrow. And though it takes work and it takes effort, you know, there is a possibility for everybody to learn how to give a heck. And it's not always based on math and numbers. The end result is you have to have that stuff together. But if you can't get your six inches between your ears, right. And your mental mindset and your heart, body, and soul tied together, and learn how to associate with people in a proper way. Everything we do is is a temporary, you know, dopamine hit. We feel good about oh, I'm excited about trying this, but then we're not associated or knowing the right processes, and we quit, and we're right back on the hamster wheel.
0: Right, right, uh, Dwight. In fact, you see, uh, you know how to you know come off the hamster wheel, but you actually had to go through a lot of tough time to before you came out until your friend offered you in 2002 that leaving out the IT consulting work and then moving on to, you know, the insur- insurance and the financial industry and discovering your life that you are living at the moment since the last, you know, so many years. But yes. Quite a general. yes, it was, it was not easy. And, and you, you'd be the best person to, you know, actually tell anybody how, what it feels like to be like living on a hamster wheel and now uh, you also are the best to give tips on that. How can come of it and live the life that you want to. But then for a general person, uh, you are Dwight Heck. You can think you have already done it. But for a general person uh, who is so much in the grind of life, how do they figure this out? That uh, they are actually on a hamster wheel and they, they should get off it. Uh, or they ju- they just keep on moving on with their life.
1: Well... Really, to sit back, you know, those that are listening or watching this, if you're feeling frustrated and helpless, that's a number one sign that you're on a hamster wheel, that you're you're in pattern behaviors that you've learned in your past, or you could have developed them even just in your current circumstances, maybe your current relationship has caused you to feel helpless and unable to move forward. What are you doing on the daily to better your lives? Like, I'm not saying any of this is easy. I still work on myself on the daily. It's associations. What are you associating with? When you get off work, when you come home, are you plopping yourself down on the couch, watching television, listening to and watching depressing things and living in the lives of other people's garbage? Or are you actually trying to, you know, find things that can change your mindset. And again, it's not easy, but who do you associate with? Do you know somebody that's positive in your life that you tend to avoid? And it's because they're bubbly or they're somebody that's driven and climbing and moving forward? That's the person you should be associating with. That's the person you should be running to and having those conversations and saying, "Hey, you know what? You've got you seem to have a lot of things together in your life." What do you do to make yourself, you know, start asking questions is basically what I'm saying. Start talking to people outside of your influence that are currently in your life because they are part of the problem, not intentionally, but they're probably the same as you and you commiserate with one another instead of uplifting each other. So I know for myself, I got, I did that. I talked to that person, that mentor that you, you had mentioned too, that has helped me many times do career pivots over the last 30 years. I initially had a conversation with him, and he gave me some books, right? And if you don't have that person, go look up books. Go look up books like How to Win Friends and Influence People or The Magic of Thinking Big. Go get some books that aren't too hard to swallow. They're light reads that will start to change your mindset and the way that you think about life. Start listening to podcasts like this. Listen to podcasts. There's so many. There's 3 million and some podcasts in the world. Go and go look for podcasts and self-improvement, self-development. Um, there's podcasts even to help if you're somebody that suffers from anxiety or depression where you can listen and get tips and tricks. You know, instead of being that person that sits in front of your computer and Googles the most mundane, ridiculous things or spends so much time on social media – Start Googling different people, you know, that you're interested in. You're interested in a specific career. Maybe Google that that career. Look up some of the people's names. Google's a great way for that because it'll tie into YouTube. You can watch videos. But you need to start today to take little baby steps. And you know what? If you have a day like today and you start doing it and you struggle, that's okay. The struggle's real. Success is only accomplished by stepping outside of your comfort zone. And if you have a day where you really struggle and you just can't do it, guess what? Go to bed at night, have appreciation for the fact of being alive, that you have the opportunity to change and tell yourself, you know what? It's OK that I struggle today. Tomorrow is another day and wake up in the morning like I did this morning and have appreciation for me. I appreciate God for being alive, given another shot to succeed And I start over. That's how you start to get off the hamster wheel is every day taking little baby steps. Watch your associations. Watch what you watch. Listen to. Start pivoting away from that. Instead of spending three, four hours or longer in front of the television or in avoidance behavior from anything that might move your life forward, start telling yourself, you know what? I'm going to spend an hour every single day. From this time to this time, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to Google some successful people. I'm going to go into some chat rooms or into some groups on Facebook, for an example. There's tons of them. And I'm going to start commenting and saying, hey, how do you do this? Or comment on other people's posts. That's a really good post. And why am I telling you to do that? It's called Building Relationships. Without building some relationships, it's it's a real grind and a struggle to get out of the you know the rat race in the sense of being on the hamster wheel. So it's a lot of different steps that I've mentioned. You know, you can certainly reach out to me and we can go over this stuff. Um, but you have to put the effort in. Nobody's going to do it for you. We have to learn how to love ourselves by giving and feeding our brains and our hearts and souls the right information on the daily. And again, if it's a struggle one day, forgive yourself. Tell yourself you're going to do better tomorrow. And when you wake up, you tell yourself, thank you. I'm alive. Let's get at it.
0: Right, right. So Dwight, you mean that, you know, th- there, are, there is a certain method through which you can train your mind and you can change your state of mind. Because you seem to have trained yourself to never have a bad day and only bad, uh, and, and only bad moments in your day. You can make them better and good.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: If you're interested in it, I can tell your, tell your viewers, you know, one of the, one of the simplest things that I had to get past and I just had a, you know, I coach on this for the last 20 years and I utilize it myself. Don't ever think that I'm better than any of you. I've been there and some days I'm still there. I still have those bad moments. Why do I say bad moments? How many of you today We'll have a six, eight-hour blessing. You'll have a great day. One thing will kick you in the teeth, kick you in the butt, and you'll start saying to people when they ask, hey, how are you doing? You'll say, I'm having a bad day. Why? Why are you having a bad day? Are you actually having a bad moment? You're having a moment where something has happened and it is overshadowing. So many of us on this planet let one moment in a day overshadow the greatness of the rest of the day the greatness of waking up alive, the greatness of having food in our fridge, a roof over our head, so many different things that we don't learn. So part of the problem is, is people don't have a sense of being grateful or our gratitude. So I start my day so that I get to a point where I never have a bad day by starting out in the morning by having gratitude. I lay in bed before I get out, and I'm grateful for the simplest things, even having sheets to cover me up maybe a fan to keep me cool bathroom to go into just simple things and people chuckle. Well, guess what? What you feed your mind expands. So if you feed it positive and appreciation, it expands beyond that and you keep your day going like that and you appreciate the good moments and all of a sudden, Oh no, I have this bad moment. And you tell yourself I'm having a bad moment. And then I do this. I do something that people hate when they're younger. I time myself out. As an adult, I love timing myself out. I time myself out. I get up from where I'm working. I go over to another part of, the, of the, my house. I sit on my couch, for an example. That's one of the strategies I do. And I will, you know, my dog will come over, sit beside me. Sometimes I'll close my eyes and I'll just analyze what's going on. Why am I letting this? grip me. And, and if that doesn't work within a few minutes, I have some positive podcasts that I follow. I do. I right. put them on and I listen to them or I listen to audiobooks right? If you're a reader, pick up a book and read, but I, I like audiobooks and I'll close my eyes and I'll listen to that person. I'll be immersed. I'll become present in what I'm doing to change my state of mind. Because when you are present in that moment, the thing that caused you to have that struggle, that moment, slowly starts to slip away. It, I'm not saying it's not real, what you're going through or what caused that moment. And I constantly right. tell myself over and over again, this is the time frame that, I, if, let's say it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. This is the time frame, and everybody's time frame is different. When this time frame's is done, I've already programmed my mind that I'm going to be past that moment. I'm gonna have maybe not fixed it what caused the moment. Maybe that's gonna take a little bit more, but I've fixed what's causing my stress, whether it's the depressive thing because I'm the moment caused me something to remember about the past, which is depression, or it was something in the future. Now it's anxiety. So I literally time myself out. I never tell myself when people say to me, How how's your day? I say to them these words. I say, you know what? I had a fantastic day and I had some character building moments, right? And with those character building moments and and then my brain's always, I'm training my brain. Remember we have to, it's repetition. It's not going to happen overnight that what I'm telling you is going to work, but you have to start somewhere. Start by not ever saying it again. And next time you hear yourself telling yourself or somebody that you're having a bad day, correct yourself and say, no, I'm not having a bad day. I'm having a bad moment. I'm having a character building moment and I'm going to climb above it and this is what I'm going to do. And time yourself out and start doing some things that make you happy that'll take you away from that present moment and put you into a better state of mind and then give yourself a time frame, climb out of that time frame and get back to work in life.
0: Right. Right, right. So it's about uh not about the day but it's about moments and everybody will have their own different moments which you know which can disturb them, and they they have to figure that out.
1: Oh, exactly. And you, and you know, some of us are blessed. I have times like a, earlier this week, I had a moment I reached out to somebody that person, whether it, some people it has to be face to face, some people can do it over Zoom. This one was easy. I had a moment, did mm-hmm. a little bit of messaging, right? Chat back and forth over mm-hmm. Messenger i felt better right and it was easily dealt with right but i had to you know be vulnerable i had to you have to have a tribe you have to build a tribe of people and then reach out to them knowing that they're going to give you constructive information some people call it criticism criticism is not always bad they're gonna say hey why are you feeling that way did you think about this they'll tell you the opposite of how you're feeling You may be going, boo-hoo, this is terrible. And they're going to go, well, yeah, that's kind of a moment you're having. But what about this? Look what can come out about this. Because sometimes people can see past where you're at at that moment. So, you know, build a tribe of people you can communicate with. It's so important.
0: Right, right. So, uh, Dwight, uh, in terms of when you are talking about living life on purpose and not by accident, A lot of people think purpose as something big achievement or ambition. Do you mean ambition or achieving something big by purpose and not living by accident means you actually, you know, go and achieve those ambitions. So can you clarify this for more, uh, uh, a bit more for our viewers? What exactly you mean, how to live life on purpose and not by accident because in today's time, those imaginary ambitions or so-called achievements that you put on your head—they lead to a lot of stress and anxiety.
1: Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. You—you're so right. So, living life on purpose, not by accident. I started using that—that that, uh, uh, statement already in my first year of this of the industry twenty years ago, and. It can be viewed by many people. I have people all say, well, what does that mean to you? And they'll have one definition over the other. The main reason for living life on purpose and not by accident was I was sitting down with people and I was experiencing it myself, where literally I had no target of where I wanted to go, what I wanted to accomplish. So you could be at a job or in a career or have a business and you can have purpose to make money and that's okay. But you're always striving to chase that money or chase the next position or career in your job or you're hoping for money. It's all tied around finances. It doesn't matter what it is. When I lifestyle coach with people, money is always the thing that comes up. It's always the strife in their life. The trials and tribulations tie around it. So they live by accident because they never know and understand what I call the rules of the money game. And here's what I mean by that. If you are a person that lives in overdraft, you use credit cards to live every single month, you're afraid to log on to your bank account for fear that it will be at zero or an overdraft. I've been there. And that is not living a life on purpose because nobody's ever taught you how to budget. Ooh, I don't like that word. We've been taught that budgeting is a bad word, too. It's not. It is something that teaches you how to live life on purpose. And the reason it's important is this for a few different reasons. You if you understand your inflows of money, much you're bringing in and you know exactly how much you spend, your budget even has to include haircuts. If you have hair, unfortunately, I don't but we'll use that as an <laughs> example. It can have haircuts. It can have the fact, oh, next month I have an anniversary and two birthdays. And you put down, this is what I'm going to spend. It teaches you purpose because now you maybe spent $100. Oh, it's $110. Oh, I'll just spend it. You put it down on paper and you start developing a mental habit of your budget. You won't spend more than 100 because your inflow of money versus your outflow, the end result for that month is you don't want to, you want to at least be broken even. You don't want to be less than even. So having a dollar and spending a dollar 20 that on a consistent basis puts you into a level of quiet desperation. You have more of those defining bad character building moments. So that's one of the initial things about living a life on purpose. Even the wealthy I deal with, we sit down and do that. Here's why it's important for people that have money just as much as people that don't. They overspend or They may not be overspending, but they'll miss family events. They'll miss family activities. And why do they do that? Because they have scarcity mindset. They were broke before. Nobody ever taught them how to understand and define their goals. What do they want in life? So this is how much money they need. They constantly are chasing the money because they're fearful. And scarcity mindset means they're afraid of losing it. Then there's people that start to build wealth. That's another avenue. They, they're poor, they start getting money, they don't understand and they go and just overspend, overspend, overspend. and they're living at a higher level of broke than when they didn't have money because they still don't have the ability to understand if I have a $1 dollar and a dollar twenty bills, I shouldn't spend you know, I shouldn't spend beyond my dollar. Well, they don't know how to do it. And it all ties back to something as simple as budgeting. And that budgeting process helps the lifestyle portion of the coaching that I do for people for their mindset, because now they have a sense of relief and hope, even if they're in massive debt, helping them understand debt consolidation using a budget and showing them the process of what happens over 30, 60, 90 days a year, as they'll, and they'll start seeing that on paper. They may not, they're, they're going to be on a hamster wheel maybe a, a, quite a while yet, right? But they're going to start being able to take one step off of it once in a while, because they're going to see some success, some results, right? Because I'm mentoring and coaching them to understand what they can accomplish and achieve. And they're going to start seeing that they're going to start training their minds that, Hey, we need to live within a defined budget. This is what we have. And with what we have, these are the goals we have. And I help them goal set. This is the goals right. we want. This is how it fits into our budget. Because guess what? Most goals require money. It's just the right. simple, hard mm-hmm. truth of life. So, you know, living life on purpose takes some effort. And whether you're poor or you're wealthy, you're you're most likely on a hamster wheel because you either are fearful you're not going to get it or don't know how to get it or you're afraid you're going to lose it.
0: Right. Right, right. So my last question for uh, today is, uh, what is one thing you would suggest for people to straightway get on off the hamster wheel and start living life or try to put their life on purpose and not by accident? What's one thing that they can start with?
1: Well, it, it's going to sound like a broken record, but at bottom line, one of the things that everybody needs to start with and something we should be taught in school is budgeting. If you reach out to me, um, I'll send you a budgeting template, whoever you are, and you can literally go in, you can put in this is what, you know, if you have one income, two income, you can enter that and then you can start detailing all your bills. And then if you, you know, if you're serious enough about it, reach out to me and we'll book a, a Zoom call like this and I'll help you go through it and help you set up the initial stages of your budget Right? Right. No
0: problem. Right. You you can no in fact cost. Right. Yeah, go on. Yeah. You can in, in fact tell about how people may contact you. I will also try and put that into the YouTube description, but uh just for uh, you know from your mouth.
1: Yeah. Well, giveahack.com. So go to the internet, type in giveahack.com. You'll go into a page where it's a portal page. You'll see portal buttons where you can access to it'll take you to where you can order my book. You can check out my podcast. There's a financial page you can click on. There's a contact button where you can actually set up a contact or you can just email me if you don't want to book a call because, you know, people that are in quiet desperation are, you know, let's be real. It's, it's an embarrassing situation. They don't want to share it with anybody. So you can just email me. You can email me at info at give a You email me at that address and say, could you please send me the budget template? I will let you know the template is designed around Excel. So you will need to have Excel to run it. If you don't, I can convert it. Just let me know I don't have Excel. I'll convert it into a PDF. Then you'll just have to handwrite and change to different, different rows of the different type of expenses because let's be real we all have different types of expenses i put in some different entries there that can help people get them started but bottom line be honest with yourself do your best and then reach out and say hey i've i'm stuck or i'm you know i'd like to review it now if you need help right from the get-go i'll help you no problem um i find i can help somebody with their initial budget break down numbers and stuff it takes about hour and a half two hours and initially i have no problems helping people get that started to help them get off the hamster
0: wheel of life right right thank you for your time dwight uh with this it's a wrap on this edition of the kj Masterclass Live. life thank you so much indeed
1: thank you